Buying a house can feel like you're going 200 miles per hour in bumper-to-bumper traffic with a dirty windshield and the sun in your eyes. Ruoff Mortgage has the technology, expert staff, and resources to simplify the process while speeding up the time it takes to get clear to close. So while getting a loan can seem intimidating, Ruoff Mortgage will have you opening the door to your new home fast and stress-free. Visit Ruoff.com to learn more. That's Ruoff.com. NASCAR season is here, and everyone on the Toyota racing team is doing their part to perform at the highest level. From driver Ty Gibbs to amateur musician Russell Viper, who's working on the perfect pre-race pump-up track for the team. Start those cameras up! Yeah! To accomplish greater things this year, everyone plays a part. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. Let's go racing here at Knoxville. Only the best go three of It is showtime at Williams Grove Speedway. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, here at Eldora Speedway, it's showtime. The best you've got a for a rip. Often imitated, never duplicated. The greatest show on dirt, the world of outlaws. It's time to sit back, relax, and enjoy because, ladies and gentlemen, it's showtime! Set to do battle for 30 laps. The green flag is waving. Hello again. It is Wing Nation presented by Hercules Tires. Right on our strength. Talking sprint car racing. Our favorite time of the week. And we are so glad that you have joined us. Aaron Everham and Steve Post. We're here in the Hercules Tires studios in Concord, North Carolina, where all dirt roads are leading this week. Finally. <laughs> yes, finally. Not often. Yeah, but it's last call. Uh, you know, okay. Um, last call. Okay. Now, um, I don't hang out in the bars nearly as much as I used to. I'm more of a back porch. Well, since drink. coronavirus. Well, thing. no, there's that. But then prior to that, well, you know, except for race this. weekends. But Okay, never mind. Never mind my history with this. It is less now than it was before. We'll yeah, go with okay. that. Okay. Yeah. So, last call. There are some times when last call cannot come quick enough. <laughs> you know? You're, or it you're, should have you're, come quick Yeah, enough. well, you're you're with this group and you're done. There's somebody annoying you, and it's like, oh, dear God, when is last call going to get you? Yeah. Then there are other times you're out, and it's like, last call, what happened here? Yeah, what? So this year, Aaron, 2020, is last call a good thing or a bad thing? Depends on who you are. <laughs> What's, yeah, I, mean, I guess. Yeah, for right. us, I feel like it's, oh, it's what, what happened to the time? You know, how did the... Yeah, uh, no, it flew by. But if you're, a, you know, having a tough year or but, whatever, there's... But then we haven't been to any sprint car races this yeah. year. I mean, it's just like... Yeah, for uh, us, it's... For us, selfishly, yeah. It's like, get this over with. I know. Yeah, I'm considering celebrating New Year's Eve for the first time ever, just to get this you know, year behind us. You know, I've heard us. a lot of people say that, and I don't. I like talk about fireworks and make it a huge celebration, and I, I agree. Like, yeah, it, it, it this is going to be the biggest holiday of the year. Yeah, we're getting rid of this one. Um, I'm telling you, it's insane. Uh, so, but it is last call week here in Charlotte. So yep. all dirt roads are leading this way, and big, big week. Uh, Millbridge, the dirt track. Yeah. There's all kinds of stuff happening. So it's going to be fun. Going to be a fun, fun week. Uh, I'm actually going to spend most of the week out at Millbridge, and then I go to Phoenix uh, because it's NASCAR's big week. Oh, Championship yeah. Championship weekend. We're going to see who gets the Gosh. crown there. 
That even feels strange, not only because of the season we've had, but because it's always been traditionally Homestead the week before Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah, and then that, that's never going to happen again. And yeah, we're which all is into, not a bad thing. It's just no, different. No, it's just different. It's just yeah. different. And this year is different. I mean, <laughs> I, I was sharing, I was on with one of our MRN affiliates, and I, I, th- this year was, there were times this year where you'd like wake up in a hotel room doing the NASCAR where gig. Am I? And it's like, okay, I'm here for trucks i'm where am i for cup you know because you're wednesday friday saturday sunday yeah. wednesday you know and um and then i think back and then i think back in march and april where i was wondering if i was going to be employed yeah yeah you know so i'm sitting here just with a yeah how you went from grateful heart that we have yeah. accomplished what we've all accomplished this year especially considering where i was at end of march early april it's like um do i need to like file for unemployment or get a job yeah. or something and now here we are with this chaos, yeah. the last call. Yeah, and, and, and just along those same lines, you were in your house for months. Oh, yeah. And then all of a sudden your life went from like that to you're going to those three races a week. And I've, and it's different. It's not the, the usual race track. Oh, no, it's no, no. Because all sorts you of restrictions. Talk to, yeah. You don't talk to yeah, anybody. NASCAR, like, I've, I've shared with this crazy. on the program. NASCAR, you go in the garage and everyone wants to talk sprint car racing. <laughs> okay? We're not in the garage at NASCAR. And like how it affects your job. I mean, yeah. you're you're a pit yeah. reporter. Yeah. And how do you get the gossip? How do you know what's going on? Well, if you we can't don't. Be, get, you yeah, exactly. It's like or... people have asked what the silly season news. Is. I have no idea. Yeah. You don't get any. That's of it when you get the good against, stuff. And that's the same thing as you and I going to the sprint car track. Yeah. It's like we we go to the track out. and we do the live shows and they're fun and the crowd and everyone's screaming and hollering and then you sneak off into the pits and I sneak off in the yep. pits. Sometimes we do it together. Sometimes we do it separately. And the next thing you know, our texts are blowing up with you. you ain't gonna believe what so and so just told me. You ain't gonna believe what so and so. Don't tell me. them that we always you know share the gossip yeah. oh, amongst no, each sh- other. Oh, yeah, she does. I don't. So yes. <laughs> Let's get to it. It's crazy year. Last call. I think I'm in the let's get it over with category. Yeah. Racing has been spectacular. We get that. Um, but um, we need to get some form Start of normalcy. Fresh. And and, uh, and, and unfortunately, I, I'm not even sure what to believe what's going to happen in the world. Me let, alone, let alone today what's going to happen in the world with this mess that is called yeah. an election. Okay. And then what happens with this? And I don't think it, whatever the outcome is, today, I don't even think it's going to affect how well, crazy the, the world is. Well, the reality be. Is, yeah. is the change, if there's a change in leadership in the country, if there is, okay, and let's not get into where oh, that boy. is. Here we if go. there is, that's not until the twentieth of January. Yeah. So there's no change. Yeah. T- tomorrow, if, if tomorrow, no matter what the effects, I don't think we're going to have a result tomorrow. But when we have a result, okay, there's still no change. So, I but there's going to be a response. Whether there's oh, no there'll change. be a response. Oh, there'll be a response. Like uh, oh my gosh, there's going to be a response. Started. So yeah, exactly. So um, so anyhow, uh, <laughs> more important than all of that, the classic <laughs> screen printing and embroidery hot topics. Okay, uh, this past weekend, very very slim on races. Yeah, what little we had, most of it got rained out. But they did race out at Peter Murphy's Keller Auto Speedway in Hanford, California. The inaugural Tom Tarleton Classic. Carson Macedo picked up the win. We're going to talk to Carson on the program. Listen to this. Carson Macedo, Kyle Larson, and Brad Sweet on the podium. Not a bad podium. No, not at all. Not bad. Not too shabby. Uh, the state of California represented well in the state of California. Yes. They also had the USAC Midgets on the program, and Carson Macedo won that as well. So, Good night. Um, one of the things I always like following through the course of the season, and uh, my buddy Brad at IB Racing has one, and uh, TJ, TJ Slideways has one, the winner's list. Okay, And this is from TJ, the latest top or winner's list, the top five. We've talked a lot about the top two here. Kyle Larson with 41, Mark Smith with 20. Uh, when you hit that 2-0 mark, it's good. And there's still some races left for both of them. Larson's racing this week in Millbridge. So 
Um, you know, he might he might have one. He might have one by Wednesday night. Um, third, Aaron Reitzel, fifteen, and it seems a little quiet. Fifteen, he, he you know, but he won he won a lot of races. Yeah, but he had 15, fifteen wins, is... pretty good season. Yeah, um, thirteen wins. Buddy Kofoid. Now this is between sprint cars and midgets. Um, quietly again, quietly, Danny Dietrich, solid season yeah. with fifteen wins, especially or 13 with, like wins. a limited season. That's... Yeah. Yeah, last week we had uh, Garrett Bard on. He mm-hmm. had 13 wins. And Paul Weaver runs 305s up at the Fremont and Attica, and he had 13 wins. So there's your uh, there's your seven drivers in the top five. So uh, because that big tie at fourth with 13 wins. So tip of the cap to Kyle Larson, Mark Smith, Aaron Reitzel, Buddy Kofoy, Danny Dietrich, Garrett Bard, and Paul Weaver, all 13 or more time winners this season. And with the limited season, yeah. that's still pretty solid. It's- You're right. It's a really good point. So. Yeah, classic ink screen printing and embroidery, offering full customer driver apparel, uh, full custom driver apparel, that is, crew wear options, full service embroidery department, specializing in headwear and outerwear, an experienced design team, and a dedicated sales department. And it's not just for racing. Local businesses, school districts, sports teams, you name it. Sheldon Hottenshield, Donnie Schatz, Danny Dietrich, David Stremming, Lisa Chassis, Tony Stewart, Brian Brown, the list goes on, who use Classic Ink USA. Yes, indeed. And you can go there right now or go to wingnation.com, click on the apparel, and get your Christmas shopping done. Yeah? Yeah, get some Wing Nation gear. See, you get it done now. What is this? This is November November, 3rd? Yeah, Yeah, you get it done now. And while everyone is losing their minds, deciding if we are even having a Black Friday or not, (sighs) okay, think about that. Think about the nightmare that Black Friday normally is, and then the 2020 edition but you're sitting there, and you have got everyone on your Christmas list done. A nice wing, wing nation, nation nice wing sweatshirt, nation, sweatshirt, or t-shirt, or hat, <laughs> a sign, and you're sitting back just laughing at the world, losing their mind, sipping on one of your favorite frosty beverages, yep. laughing while everyone's deciding what to do because you went to wingnation.com. Yep, and got maybe your they'll wing even gift wrap before you, then you're done. Well, exactly. Well, have to, well, we'll have Tyler, to check. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Well, that's Tyler Altmaier. Tyler Altmaier's gift wrapping service. <laughs> we'll have to see about that. Maybe that's a new I mean, I pay extra to have it already wrapped. <laughs> you telling me? Yeah, that's the worst part. Wrapping. Oh, don't even get me started on that. You want to talk about a mess. And then you throw a couple of cats and dogs in the middle of it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Good times, that's for sure. Speaking of good times in California racing, California 360 Sprints, it was the Paul Haas Memorial. Okay, Paul is a former promoter at Marysville Speedway. Okay, Nick Larson was the winner, but you know what happens when you're running 360s in California. You got to deal with Andy Forsberg. Andy was the champion this year at Marysville, and, uh, well, he was stalking him and ended up getting his fourth win of the season. Troy Hennig is the announcer, and you uh, caught this, listened to this, saw this on Flow Racing. And now for the Dry Dean Death-Defying Move of the Week, where one driver simply amazes us with their on-track moves. Forsberg back to the inside. Larson sees him, and Andy Forsberg takes the lead. Mr. Excitement. That death-defying move was brought to you by Dry Dean Diesel All Death, the official death of the world of outlaws and wheelmen everywhere. Visit drydean.com for more information. Team Dryden. 
power isn't born, it's built over time. For over 65 years, Hercules Tires has been providing the muscle to move more drivers. Whatever the vehicle, whatever the terrain, and we back it with a powerful protection plan. So wherever the road or the trail takes you, we have the selection, value, and strength to get you there. Hercules Tires, ride on our strength. We talked about the Tom Tarleton uh, race, the classic, out at Peter Murphy's Keller Auto Speedway in Hanford, California. And uh, just uh, another one of, one of the things I love, that California honors their greats, mm-hmm. whether they honor them after they pass or whether they honor them yeah. while still alive. I mean, the, the Howard Cating classic, HK's still out there Absolutely. You know, being, being the character he is. Tom <laughs> Tarleton still still so active in the world. I love how California really does a great job honoring um, are honoring their iconic folks in the sport. Uh, this one was at uh, Peter Murphy, speaking of iconic California yeah. Yeah, racing. It was at Colorado Speedway. The winner was Carson Macedo, who joins us on the Dry Dean Hotline. Hello, Carson. Welcome into Wing Nation again. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me again. Always a pleasure. Carson, I am uh, I am a fan. I, I, I have one whole weekend of California sprint car racing under my belt. Fell in love with it. Uh, I was planning on getting out there this year, didn't get out there. And I just mentioned this. One of the things I love about California is the is the team owners, the folks out there. You have a great relationship with the Tarletons, Tom Tarleton, the whole gang there. Uh, as a guy that sits on the East Coast and has never met any of them, tell me about them, Tom Tarleton. Tell me about the passion that they have for racing. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, a lot of it speaks for itself. I mean, the the, the time that they've, you know, Tom Tarleton, Tommy Tarleton, and just the whole Tarleton family in general. My grandpa, uh, Robbie Tarleton, uh, which is Tom Tarleton's brother. I, I mean, they the passion for, for racing, sprint car racing, and just racing in general goes back, you know, a long time, several generations. Uh, you know, Tom and, and Robbie, um, their their dad raced as well. So, you know, my they've passed it along to, you know, my grandpa had my mom racing and my aunt, uh, you know, at racing micros at one point. Um, obviously, Tom's passed the torch down to Tommy. Tommy was a very successful sprint car driver. And then, um, you know, now it's kind of my turn. And, and my cousins, you know, behind me are doing it too. So, um, you know, they've supported sprint car racing and racing in general for a really long time, um, pretty much since they've been around in this world so it's pretty incredible what you know tom tarleton has done for the sport of sprint car racing i mean it's incredible what he's done for my career and i feel like so many drivers careers that have ran you know the iconic 21 car out in california um and he, you know even uh you know this year alone i mean he's you know his name's on on you know the 57 car with paul silva and kyle and um you know they lent an engine to spencer Baston that he ended up going out and racing uh, in Knoxville this year and, 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 you know, making a top five run. Uh, I think he actually ended up running six on the final night of the one and only. So, or the, um, yeah, I think it was called the one and only at the deal at Knoxville that they had this year that was supposed uh, what, what I call the national deal, yes. but it wasn't. Um, and yeah, I mean, it just, you know, I think that it just, what, you know, their passion for the sport, the type of people they are, um, you know, Tom and Tommy Tarleton, uh, are just amazing people, people that, you know, I always say if we had, 
a million people like them in this sport, I mean, who knows what the limits could be, but um, they've supported sprint car racing for a really long time. And I think that the Tom Tarleton Classic uh, and the event that Peter Murphy and everybody at Keller Auto Speedway was able to put on for, for Tom Tarleton and, and was, uh, you know, really amazing to see and really cool to see how many people supported it, um, watched all over the, all over the country and, um, you know, the event that it became. And I just think that the support that it showed just um, shows how much, you know, Tom Tarleton means to the sport and, you know, means to obviously to me and, and all my family and, and everyone else. So, uh, yeah, I think it was a great event and I'm, I'm pretty, pretty ecstatic on, on how it turned out. Yeah, you you should be when you you sweep both races. That's really neat to hear a little bit of the history. You know, us on the East Coast, at least I speak for myself, don't know too much of the history in California. So it's neat that you shared a little bit of that. But talk about those races. I mean, you you ran the USAC midget and the sprint car, swept both. Talk about the night. I mean, that that's like you said, that's a pretty special night. Yeah, you know, to be driving the Tarleton car, um, it's a little bit of a storybook thing, I think, just being Tom's race and and everything else but um you know i just i'm i'm super thankful that we were able to, to go there paul baines has been working for for charlton for a really long time i think 13 years now i heard the other night um and that's pretty rare nowadays i feel like to have a mechanic that's been around that long uh with the same team the same organization so um he just did a really good job my, my race cars were really good in both divisions we were able to qualify very well in both classes um, you know, set ourselves up well for the heat races, um, capitalize at that point, get, you know, draw good for the dash in the sprint car and then come through the field in the dash and the midget and, and then, you know, capitalize in the future. I, I feel like, you know, we evolved with the racetrack and, and, and my, my cars were just phenomenal throughout the entire night. And I'm just very thankful and, um, excited to be able to win both divisions like that. And, um, for Tom, you know, more than anything, you know, Tom Tarleton for me has been my biggest advocate in my career, hands down. Uh, you know, when I was racing micros on the West Coast, uh, you know, I raced for my parents, you know, until basically they got to a point where it was just too expensive and, and the Tarleton family stepped up and really took me under their wing. And Tom made me, you know, the race car driver that I am today. If it wasn't for him, um, you know, I maybe never would have got an opportunity to race a sprint car. It's very, very rare that you see sprint car team owners, especially of, you know, Tarleton Racing's caliper, pull a guy out of a micro sprint and stick him in a sprint car, a full-time ride at that point, and, and, and just see what he can do. Um, so I'm very thankful for everything that they've done for me. And so to be able to go back uh, for the first annual Tom Tarleton Classic and uh, not only drive for them, but um, – you know, when the race that they, you know, put on in both divisions was uh, was pretty incredible. You know, sweep both dashes and both features was uh, really like a storybook ending. So um, I'm just thankful for Tom. You know, it's it's they they have a lot of passion for the sport, both Tom and Tommy, and they spend a lot of hard-earned money on on, on racing. And I just feel like it's uh, you know, it was a big I guess thank you to them to be able to get in their car, win, and, and, you know, give them the excitement they deserve. I mean, of course, you know, everybody, you know, does it because they love the sport, but, you know, they also like to win races and enjoy that feeling of victory. So I was able, glad that I was able to, to, to you know, share that with them.
Carson, the next time I slide into a race car will be the first time I slide into a race car. But Aaron, if I win Aaron, the Sprint Car Hall of Fame yeah, car, you're doing yeah, it. Yeah, if Aaron wins the Hall of Fame car, <laughs> I'm, I'm getting the ride, okay? Uh, Aaron's a big-time racer. You're a big-time racer, okay? I found – I watched this race on Flow Racing, and I found this amazing – your commitment when, when first off, Brad was down on the inside just pestering the daylights out of you, and then Kyle was on the inside. Now, ultimately, you had to move down with traffic, but how tough is it, stay, is it to stay committed to your program knowing that those two guys, who are pretty good sprint car racers, by the way, were all over you and, and, and you stayed committed to the top? How challenging is that? Yeah, I mean, I I think like I look back at the race and even my thought process during the race, I I, I knew that Brad and Kyle were behind me. There was a scoreboard in filled with the top three, and I could see the 24 in second and the 57 uh, in third for the you know majority beginning of the race. I know Dominic was up there at 1.2, but he ended up falling back, and they were behind me. And I seen uh, on one of the mid race restarts, I I was starting the race on the top because there was so much grip up there and I didn't really realize how much the the bottom of the racetrack in three and four had changed. And, you know, Brad was able to get a really good start at, on one of the restarts behind me and actually slide me getting into turn one. And I just had enough momentum to sneak back around him. And, uh, you know, shortly after that, I looked over under green at one point down the straightaway and I seen the 57, I got the second and, um, you know, I mean, Brad and Kyle are both incredible drivers, but I just knew that Kyle would be all over my rear bumper no matter how hard I was driving the car. <laughs> yeah. And so I I, uh, I just, you know, I, I really just kind of had to tell myself, man, you have to stand up in the seat and give this thing 120% because Kyle will be, I know he will be behind me. And, um, you know, I knew that was the only way that I was going to be able to beat him. So I, you know, at that point, I just stayed committed to what I was doing. I didn't want to move down. I've made mistakes before moving down and trying different things and then losing ground, uh, you know, in the middle of a race. So I just, until he showed me a nose on the bottom, I was going to stay committed to what I was doing. And he did with about three to go. Um, but we had caught traffic at that point. So I was I was kind of just moving around wherever, uh, you know, I had to be to get to get through the, the you know, the late race lap traffic. So. Anytime Kyle's behind you, you just know that if you're not giving it, you know, everything you have and more, that um, there's a good chance that he's going to drive by you. I mean, he still might even when you're giving it everything you got. But um, I definitely was going to go down trying as hard as I could. So I'm glad we were able to uh, finish the deal off. Carson, when you run both divisions like that in one night, you have a a non-wing midget and a wing sprint car, obviously it worked out really well for you. But what is that like? You're, you're hopping from a totally different race car. There's got to be some advantages to seeing the track, but there's also got to be, I don't know if there's any disadvantages, but it's just got to feel so different and then communicating with both teams at, this, at you know, all while this is going on. Yeah, I, you know, I've actually, it used to be a lot harder for me, I feel like. Um, you know, I was in 2016 when I first moved out, to the Midwest, I was jumping in non-wing sprint cars, midgets, wing sprint cars. I mean, I was driving everything I could that year just to be, you know, kind of get my footprint out into the into the racing world. But, um, you know, this past off-season, actually, I went over to Australia and uh, raced with Sean Dyson. And Sean is, um, 
very, very close to me, one of my best buddies, hands down, and uh, his whole family and all, all of them are. I, I go over there every year. It's one of my favorite times of the year. Um, but I, we were able to race a wing sprint car and a non-wing and, and a midget almost every night, um, double duty at Parramatta, and then, um, you know, ended up racing some wing sprint car stuff after that and then go flying over to Volusia, racing Volusia, and then flying back again to race um, the Australian midget title and a few other things. So um, I feel like that experience, Doing that so often over in Australia really helped me a lot. Um, just the cars, you know, I feel like midgets, in my opinion, they're, they are a lot different. But they're also very similar, in my opinion, wing sprint cars and, and midgets, especially on big tracks. Um, you know, midgets don't quite have the horsepower that, that wing sprint cars do. But, you know, a wing sprint car, you, you hold the car really straight all the time to keep the wing, you know, in the right direction and, and you know, moving you forward. So I feel like a midget's the same way. It's underpowered a little bit, so you really have to keep the car straight and make sure that you carry momentum. Um, so overall, I think that that experience with Sean helped me a lot. You know, I was able to race back-to-back with both classes each night. I remember the first night getting in the sprint car after I had ran the midget main and making a few mistakes because I felt like I was still in the same habits that I was using the race before that but yeah after a few times of practice and repetition I feel like I've got you know really good at it the other night I didn't really you know from one class to the next I didn't feel like it affected me at all if anything like you said I got so much track time that it probably helped me and it probably helped me relay more information to my crew chief you know with Paul as well Nice, nice stuff. Yeah, that, I, I, it's it's got to be a balancing act, that's for sure. Final question, and this is probably the toughest one we'll ask, and I hate asking questions like this because I'm not big into the gossip and silly season and everything else. We know your ride with Kyle Larson is going away. What can you tell us about 2021 and what your game plan is, if you can tell us anything? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely, you know, at the end of the day, I want to be a, a what about lost sprint car driver. That's always what I've wanted to do and that passion and the dream to be a World of Outlaw champion hasn't changed for me. That's, that's my goal. That's what I want to do. So and next year I want to be back on the World of Outlaw tour competing at that level. And, um, you know, I, I have some plans, you know, hopefully coming out this week. So, um, yeah, I still, I still have that same passion, that same drive. And I, I mean, I, I think, you know, that I'm, I'm still, you know, pretty young, I'm 24 and only been on the Outlaw tour now you know, a year and, you know, whatever you call this year, um, a, a three quarters of a year or, or whatever it is. So I, I feel like I'm still, you know, really passionate and have a lot of, you know, uphill to go. So um, I'm excited and, um, you know, hopefully the next team I go to, I can um, perform well and, and keep working towards those goals. We'll see what happens. We'll stay tuned for that announcement. We appreciate the insight, and we look forward to what the future holds for you. And uh, we loved what happened this past weekend at the Tom Tarleton race as well. Thanks for the time. Uh, we appreciate it, Carson, and uh, wish you the best at last call and, and, and on throughout the rest of the year. Yeah, thank you very much, guys. I always uh, appreciate being on the show, and, um, yeah, I think it's great. I listen in all the time, and I think it's great what you guys are doing. So uh, you guys have a good day, and we'll talk again soon. Appreciate it, man. Thank you. 
There we go. Carson Macedo joining us on the Drydeen Hotline. Yes, stay tuned. Silly season, World of Outlaws style. And if it's like some years, about the day after the World Finals, you will see musical chairs. In NASCAR, musical chairs takes like a couple of months. Sometimes in sprint cars, it takes 10 minutes. Yeah. One year, we did it right at the banquet. You're at the banquet, and your phone's going off. It's like, well, that one's sitting at that table. Well, wait a minute. He's going to sit at this. Now be up. They're going to switch tables right now. Yeah, exactly. So we'll see what happens. A lot of rumors, a lot of speculation. I don't really like playing in that game, in that field. But I did need to ask because we know for certain that his ride is going away with Kyle Larson. So uh, appreciate Carson. Can't wait for pending announcement to see what happens. You know, hydraulic solutions for virtually every industry that uses hydraulic cylinders for cylinders is what is provided with aggressive hydraulics. For instance, agriculture, construction, defense, emergency services, energy, food processing, forestry, marining, mining, railway, truck equipment. Aye, 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 what a list. Whew, and they design and manufacture mobile-style single-stage cylinders as well as multi-stage telescopic cylinders. They have a no-one-size-fits-all approach. Check out their video or their story at aggressivehydraulics.com. All right, all right. Speaking of plans for next season, we'll find out more from Gio Selzy. He joins us next. Power isn't born. It's built over time. For over 65 years, Hercules Tires has been providing the muscle to move more drivers. Whatever the vehicle, whatever the terrain, and we back it with a powerful protection plan. So wherever the road or the trail takes you, We have the selection, value, and strength to get you there. Hercules Tires. Ride on our strength. Hey, Ashley. What are you up to? Oh, I just stopped by to grab some sage fruit apples. Now I just have to decide which ones. You can never go wrong with a Honeycrisp. They're light, crisp, and full of perfectly balanced flavor. Oh, hey. You could always go with one of their classics, the Gala or Fuji. They're both sweet and juicy. Grown in the heart of eastern Washington, Sage Fruit Company works hard on the farm and with their retail partners to provide high-quality apples and pears to consumers all year long. Well, I couldn't decide which ones. Thanks for the help, guys. I'll rate you to the checkout. Welcome back. It is Wing Nation, presented by Hercules Tires, right on our strength. We are in the Hercules Tires studios. Let's go back to the Dry Dean hotline because, well, we we, we tried to edge a little uh, Carson Macedo silly season news out, but uh, <laughs> we're going to wait for the formal announcement on that. Uh, Gio Selzy joins us on the Dry Dean hotline with uh, already announced his plans for next year, and I always look forward to catching up and finding out what's going on. Hello, Gio. Welcome back to Wing Nation. Yeah, thanks. thanks for having me on. Well, it's great to catch up with you. Um, I'm really excited about next year with the 18 car. Sounds like you've got a pretty good program put together for next season. Yeah, for sure. I'm really looking forward to it with uh, Matt Barron and Brett Nearing on board and, and having Tyler as a crew chief. I, uh, I think it'll be a good year. Now, Gio, did you I, – I read a little bit about it, but I didn't get to see all the details. Did you? Are you going to run some stock cars, or you kind of made the decision that th- this is it? We're, we're sticking sprint cars for now. Yeah, um, for next year, I'm going to try and, and stick full-time sprint car racing. I, I think last year I, I tried to do both. Um, just, just not having really a full schedule with a stock car, I needed to fill in with some, some other races. And I feel like it really took away from, from both, and I couldn't really focus on one thing. And, and I was always bouncing back and forth and, and just never got comfortable in, in one race car. You know, I'd, I'd race a stock car for a month and get going, then then switch over to sprint cars for a month. So I, I really just felt like I couldn't I couldn't settle down and, and couldn't focus. And, and like I said, it, it just took away from, from my whole season. 
years and years and years ago when your older brother Dominic was still in school, he had us, uh, we had him go to the teacher's lounge to call us to do Wing Nation. And he said he was going to be a World of Outlaws sprint car driver and you were going to be a NASCAR stock car driver. And my, my, and I, and I lay all of this out. Is 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 that a chapter, a story that has ended as far as the stock car racing goes, or are you just pressing pause on that and and and, and focusing on sprint cars for next year? You know, I can never say never. I honestly really did enjoy racing stock cars this year. Um, it, it was so much different and and something that I really always kind of look forward to, and, and honestly never thought I would get the opportunity to run, yeah. you know, an Arca West schedule like that and, and be involved with Toyota. So it was an awesome experience. Um, and, and yeah, I just. Uh, I don't, I don't know. Like I said, I can't. I never say never. Um, you, you never know what will happen. Um, whether the right opportunity comes about, I'll definitely consider racing stock cars again. Like I said, I had a, I had an awesome time and, and learned a bunch. It, it was just hard, you know, racing. Their schedules are so much shorter than, than ours are. You know, we race 80, 90 times a year, and I think I only raced 15 times. So, um, you know, I kind of felt like I wasn't quite up to speed yet because of the lack of racing. But, yeah, I mean, to answer your question, I, I don't think I can ever rule out, you know, NASCAR or, or any kind of racing for that matter. I think if the opportunity is right and, and I feel like I can win, I'll definitely take it. Picked up one win in the ARCA West, and look forward to this weekend, actually. We'll get a chance to uh, watch some ARCA West racing uh, with MRN. We'll have the coverage, so uh, one more shot in the in the West car, Aaron. Yeah, and Gio, I, I appreciate all the wonderful things you said about stock car racing. However, being someone that has raced both. Yes, she's done both, yep. Definitely more successful in a sprint car than I was in my stock car career. But to me, there's nothing like driving a wing sprint car. The, the, the speed, the race, the short distances, the, the race happening all in one night. To me, as a, a former driver, I mean, the, the, to drive a sprint car full time, I can understand why you might make that decision. But talk about just how different it is. I mean, they're such different race cars. Yeah, for sure. That, that's a question I get asked a lot going back and forth. And um, it was so hard early in the stock car season to, to try and translate what I was feeling because um, the only, you know, words I know are, are dirt track words. You know, you're loose, you're tight, it's, it's this or that. And, and no one knew what I was talking about. It, it was so hard to, <laughs> mm-hmm. to kind of, you know, tell them what I was feeling and, and make them understand. And honestly, I kind of just tried to get away from, from dirt racing and, and, you know, focus on, on pavement racing and, and try and use the words they understand and, and try to, you know, I guess you could say become a pavement driver. And, and it really helped. Um, they started to understand. And I tried to just leave all my dirt racing experience behind and, and try and start fresh. And, and we ended up having a couple of podiums and won a race. So I think, like I said, it was just so hard to, to put dirt racing on hold and go stock car racing just because it's what I've done my whole life. And that's, that's what I feel comfortable in is a sprint car. It, it always strikes me as weird, and I've done a lot of things in, and obviously my full-time job is NASCAR, and, and you put the three series together, and I get a lot of races, but, but a lone series. There's series here in the Southeast that run 12 races a year, and that's all they do, and they feel like, oh my gosh, I'm exhausted, I'm worn out. It is an amazingly different lifestyle mm-hmm. between the two series, isn't it, Gio? Oh, 100%. Yeah. Um, I, you know, talking earlier in the year, the, the team I raced for this year, Bill McAnally Racing, the, the Napa 16 car, they raced. They started the season out running the Canaan West and the Canaan East, East deal and, and led the points for a while, and both with Derek Krause. Um, and, you know, they were talking about how, how worn out they were, and they ended up pulling off the East Series um, just because they fell off on the points a little bit, and, and they just said they couldn't race that much. And I was like, well, how many races did you guys do? And they're like, oh, I think it was going to be 26 races. And I'm like, dude, and we've raced 26 times in, in a month, it seems like, yeah. you know, but but their their maintenance is different, and and mm-hmm. the way they race and how much they test is different. You know, it just they, they work just as hard. It's just such a different world because we're always go go go, and like you said, our races are shorter, and and um, you know, we we travel so much more, and it just 
it, it's such a different lifestyle, but but in a roundabout way, it is similar. Gio, when did you make this decision? Was it something you kind of felt as the year went on? Was it when the 18 car opened up? Was there a specific time that you just were like, you know what, th- this is what I'm doing? Yeah, I mean, honestly, COVID had a lot to do with it. Um, I got mm-hmm. to spend some time at home and, and kind of, you know, a lot of things happened off the racetrack this year that it kind of influenced my decision a bit. And, and just, you know, I, I don't know, it just, when it came to a point where you have so many people putting so much money into your, you know, both of your operations, really, sprint car and, and stock car racing, and, and I kind of realized when when I was at the stock car races and I'm watching Dirt Vision, um, you know, watching a sprint car race and, and you know, realized I kind of I would rather be there than at the stock car races. That it's not fair to the people that are sponsoring you and, and they're putting all their effort in, my crew guys, everybody, the team owners, um, into my stock car career when I'm I'm not 100% there, you know, uh, mentally or, or whatever it is. But yeah, it, it, it probably about a month ago or, or maybe a bit longer, I kind of made my decision and just. Obviously, I'm going to fulfill my contract and, and kind of fulfill what, what I said I was going to do this year and, and you know, our last races at Phoenix. But, um, yeah, it just, just wasn't where my heart was. I love sprint car racing, like you said, and there's nothing like driving a 410 sprint car. And, and obviously, I'm still young, so I could, I could change, and, and maybe in a few years down the road, I'll be in a stock car again. I have so much respect for that answer. Me too. I really do because you're right. Everyone everyone busts their guts on both sides of the equation here. And I just respect that vision that you had. And, and, I've, and I've been there myself. You're, you're at a NASCAR race and you're watching Dirt Vision, wishing <laughs> you could be somewhere else. And, uh, and, 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 and I get that and I respect that so much. I really, truly do. That is, uh, that is cool and, uh, and really fun for sure. Uh, finally for you, do you have a, a 2021 plan? Is it going to be a, a, an outlaw schedule, a world of outlaw schedule, or, or have you not got that far down the road? You know, I don't know. We, we've talked about it, and it's kind of weird now that the PRI is not happening, which is kind of the time everybody finalized everything with sponsorship yeah. schedules and yeah. and all that stuff. But I'm sure the schedules will come out around the same time. But yeah, I don't know. Um, you know, we're, we're we're trying to build something here at KCP and and build something for long term. So I think um, obviously I'm I'm very young, and um, we're we're kind of a young team too. So I think um, if the outlaw deal makes sense, you know, financially and logistically, then we'll do the outlaw deal. But if it makes sense to run a, just a true outlaw schedule and, and race wherever we want and, and kind of try and chase chase big money races, that's what we'll do too. So I really don't know. I think it depends when, when you see an all-star schedule and, and when you see an outlaw schedule. But I, I promise you the 18 car will be on the racetrack every weekend as much as possible. There you go. I'm excited about that. I really am. And I am excited to see you race this week in ARCA. Motor Racing Network will have the coverage 2 o'clock Eastern time from Phoenix as Geo and everyone else wraps up the ARCA West Series schedule. Geo, I appreciate the time, appreciate the honesty and your passion for sprint car racing and all racing, and wish you the best as you roll through this final weekend on the stock cars and then as you roll forward with the KPC Racing Team. Thanks for the time. Yeah, thank you, guys. It's always great being on. There we go. Gio Salzi joining us here on the program. And I, that just broke it down, really mm-hmm. makes, makes total sense. Yeah. And, uh, and, and we, we live in a world where there's so much us versus them, them versus us. And face it, we are, there you see it if you're watching the video, it's MRN. Yeah. It's Wing Nation, okay? We're an organization that covers both. Yep. And it drives me nuts when I hear People talk down about one or the other. Oh, okay. any form of motorsports. Any, any form yeah, of motorsports, right. exactly. And I love the way Gio described it because both forms are outstanding, filled with passionate people that work so mm-hmm. hard. Different, yes. Yeah. Different product on the track, yes. Different this, different that. 
But uh, but at the end of the day, it's a passion thing. You follow you, your heart. You've got to go yeah. follow your heart. And I love it. I just think it's... And he was honest and mature about it. I mean, that, that he's... Yep. You wouldn't know his age, by the way. He no, not at all. And, not with that. And, yeah. and that, that, that realization that's sitting there saying, I think there's someplace else I would rather yeah. be. And, and it's then not, thinking about. It's not fair. All, and, it, yeah, it's, and then thinking about all those guys under the car, yep. working on the car, saying, I don't think I need to be here with them. They, you know, I, I just respect that so much. Fun, fun stuff. And uh, going to be good. That's for sure. Hey, Hefner Racing Products. You know, we talk about them with wings. We talk about them with mules. We talk about them with, with shipping and all this other stuff. They love karting as well. From sprint to road racing to winged outlaw carts, HRP Streeter Super Stands are the number one selling brand for karting. They have automatic electric lifts, rolling stands, stackers to carry multiple carts. And just like sprint cars, HRP has the tire racks, engine racks, bead breakers, and a whole new line of karting racing accessories. There you go. www.hrpracing.com. Stay with us. New racetracks. The details coming up. Power isn't born. It's built over time. For over 65 years, Hercules Tires has been providing the muscle to move more drivers. Whatever the vehicle, whatever the terrain, and we back it with a powerful protection plan. So wherever the road or the trail takes you, we have the selection, value, and strength to get you there. Hercules Tires, ride on our strength. We are back. It is Wing Nation. We're in the Hercules Tire Studios. You know, the Ford F-150 is America's best-selling full-size pickup for good reason. It delivers an unsurpassed combination of power, capability, and efficiency. There's not a sprint car out there that it can't push, tow, pull, or haul. The F-150 offers best-in-class payload and up to 13,200 pounds of available towing thanks to its most advanced powertrain lineup ever, including a 3.0-liter Power Stroke Turbo Diesel V6. Ford F-150, built Ford Tough. All right. I love a couple of different news items that I've seen here over the recent uh, time period. Uh, WNEP-TV, Channel 16 in uh, Scranton, Pennsylvania, had the story the Bloomsburg Fairground, of course, Bloomsburg Fair, right along I-80 there, yeah. um, between Scranton, Wilkesbury, and Central Pennsylvania, uh, they had midget races there for years and years on a cinder track, up until from uh, from the 20s, um, up until the early 80s. Um, they have this huge grandstand that they don't use, except they're going to start using it now. And they're going to need it. Because they're putting in a 3 eighths mile clay track. And they're hoping to run up to a dozen times next year, including a race or two during fair week. I like it. How about that? Oh, and that's just what the posse needs is another track to fit in there. <laughs> yes, exactly. The fans up there can't get in. They don't get enough racing now with their 105 shows. So now we'll add a few more to it. So it is going to be fun to go. Bloomsburg uh, was always neat. I uh, never made it there. My brother actually, I think, went down to a race one time. My older brother went down to a race one time. And I know a lot of the, uh, just, it was one of those fair, historic, midget-type yeah. races. And uh, now it's going to be clay track, a little banking in the racetrack. It's going to be fun. That's Three for sure. perfect size. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> 
This one here. Now, I, I used to have some some family uh, situations that would take me to Akron, Ohio. Yep. Okay, as my uh, my daughter's their sister is up there. Okay, and uh, we would drive up through Mineral Wells, West Virginia, and off to the side was this yeah. state of the art. West Virginia Motor Speedway, and year after year we would drive. It went from state-of-the-art to a little bit rundown to a little bit rundown to a little bit rundown. Someone came in and shortened it up at one time, but it it never uh, – well, it's going back to state-of-the-art. West Virginia Motor Speedway is back. They're making it its original size, five-eighths mile. Uh, I, I'm 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 a short track guy. You you just said three inches. I'm a short track guy, but but uh, you know. But now that's late model country. Yeah, and and, and late the, models, the late models better, man. Yeah. I'll tell you what, they, you get those big late models on those. That, that's phenomenal. Um, but they've already announced a ten thousand dollar to win sprint car race May of twenty twenty one, the Fast Series. And so, and the track is a track is a beautiful track. I've been looking at their website, man. They are really putting some effort into mm-hmm. it. And so, West Virginia Motor Speedway. When was the last time they? Do you remember when they? Ran I wrote, there? I read it, but I don't remember. I it's feel like I years. raced there. Really? Did they have sprint cars on there, or am I they thinking of a different did. track? It was a big. Probably. Well, no, they did it. They they shortened it to four tenths. Yeah, that's time. what it was. Okay. I swear we went there, two thousand nine or ten. Would that have sounded that right? Been right. That might have been right. Maybe even eleven. I don't know. Yeah. No, ten maybe. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they're, 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 it's always they're, great they're, to see a, gonna, a yes. short track resurrected. They're going to unleash that baby. They're going to let her five eighths. Man, they're going to be digging around that place. So how about that, though? Bloomsburg and West Virginia Motor Speedway, new tracks opening up. I like it. I love it. That's for sure. You know what else I love? Is it coming up on our podcast Thursday? We're going to talk to Kyle Larson. Love that. And on Saturday, Wing Nation presented by Sage Fruit. Uh, This weekend on TV, Rev on Thursday, Mav on Saturday, James McFadden joins Ah, us. I love it. Oh, fantastic visit, that's for sure. Thanks to Carson Macedo and Gio Selzy for joining us here today. This has been the Wing Nation Podcast. Find Wing Nation on wingnation.com, Facebook, YouTube, or your favorite podcast provider. The Wing Nation Podcast is a production of the Motor Racing Network. All rights reserved. Ruoff Mortgage wants to welcome you home with their fast and stress-free mortgage process. Ruoff knows that when you're ready to move, you want to keep things moving. From the moment you start, Ruoff makes sure the process moves quickly, often twice as fast as other lenders, so you can close quickly and settle in sooner. Visit Ruoff.com to learn how you can qualify for the fastest loan of your life. That's Ruoff, R-U-O-F-F.com.